to the Warner Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle as always. Kyle, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, you know, having the double double day of full football, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we had the fights Saturday night after the, after the games. So it was great. It was a fun-filled, sports-filled weekend yeah. for sure. Did you watch the fights? Yeah. Yeah, I don't miss a card. I don't miss a, okay. I don't miss a pay-per-view, I should say. Uh, and I try to watch most of the fight nights yeah. as long as they uh, they have a good headliner. But yeah, 296. It was pretty good. It was honestly kind of underwhelming for for what we thought it was going to be. Uh, the prelims were probably better than the main card. Um, mm-hmm. The main card opened up with a knockout from Josh Emmett on a guy named Bryce Mitchell, who's actually like a pretty... They're both like pretty good fighters in their division, featherweight. They're like not elite, but like right there. You know what I mean? Maybe like a... Yeah. To put it in basketball terms, maybe like Sacramento Kings, maybe a little below that. But they're right there, you know. They're 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 quasi contenders, I guess you could yeah. say. Not quite all the makings, but Josh Emmett knocked Bryce Mitchell out like to the point where he had a seizure and it looked like we might have the first fatality. Like it was actually kind of scary. Uh when he hit him, it sounded like a baseball bat, oh. honestly. Like it was that's the craziest knockout I've seen. And, uh, I mean, you you see some pretty crazy knockouts, and that one was honestly frightening. Um, that was probably the highlight of the night, yeah. the championship matchup to end the night, actually, the Leon Edwards-Colby Covington matchup. That was kind of underwhelming. Colby didn't show up at all. Leon won pretty easily, but nothing really exciting in that fight. Uh, the co-main, the, the flyweight championship, that was pretty good. Pantoja dominated. Um, but overall, underwhelming main card overall the same the card all together was pretty good but the main card was was underwhelming but not bad seen worse cards seen better cards yeah of course um i haven't been able to watch live events it's because i've been very busy but there's been so much battle rap going on i'm waiting and very excited for Mm. it to drop i know there was a event last weekend that was really big two weekends ago was battle rap bonanza weekend there wasn't a Big events on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and some other events that were not as big that were that weekend as well. So a lot of stuff coming down to the wire for the end of the season race for uh, Cody and Wody, which is basically their MVPs of the season or the uh, battle rap year. So yeah, very interested to see exactly what happened there. I kept up with it on Twitter and then like heard snippets here and there, but I didn't watch any full mm. battles to for my correlation for ufc and battle rap because we seem to i seem to make that correlation like they're the same thing but they're not but you're you're following of you you're following of ufc and with my following of battle rap because i don't mind the ufc and i would watch it if it's on and i feel like you would watch a battle if it was on because you like obviously hip-hop you like sure. rap so kind of the correlation there but not really but we, not really we did weirdly thing. like around the but, same time start getting interested and each like around the same time like roughly yeah covid time um, yeah yeah even before yeah yeah shit i was thinking about it yeah it was about 2020 uh yeah i probably started a little bit before covid but yeah starting yeah. actually following yeah in in covid times 
Uh, it seemed like you were watching battle rap maybe a little earlier than that, but yeah. in general in the same mix. I was, I was getting into it because there was a big event in 2020, February of 2020. That was the first event I watched live, and that was the first big event that I watched. I was getting into it like that uh, winter into spring, and then COVID was when I really just got down to the history because I was like, what else am I going to watch? And I was like, oh, there's this battle rap stuff that I can catch up on. All right, cool. And so I did. I remember watching one event with you around that time. It might have even been that February event, but I remember nothing of that (laughs) event at all. Like I couldn't tell you one thing, one battle rapper that was in the event. Couldn't remember a thing about it, but (laughs) I mean, hey, that was almost four years ago now, but. Oh man, um, the one that I, the one that we watched, I think, I think, cause I think I was the one, uh, the main event was Geechee Gotti versus New Jersey twerk. And it was pretty much for like the new face of battle rap. Essentially it was, you have Tay rock who is your kind of, you have your Tay rock who is kind of your LeBron of like URL. Like he really has just been the face of URL for mm-hmm. years now, probably a decade. And then you have. Uh, obviously, there's other platforms. You have other faces on other platforms, but then it was really uh, Twerk and Geechee Gotti were the two rising stars, mm-hmm. and they went head to head in Twerk. Terrible performance. Geechee did what he did, and then he's been on, honestly, a kind of a legendary run ever since. He hasn't had a legendary three or four years. Very interesting. So that was the that was that time, but it was a. It was a fun event. I like. I liked the event. I remember the event, of course, because I was more into it than you. Uh, not that you didn't right. like it, but I. So For it was sure. A fun event. Yeah. No, I don't remember a thing about yeah. it. I remember watching the entire thing, but no, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you much about it. Uh, but I mean, going from battle rap to the battles That's we fair. had this weekend in the NFL. Do you want to start Saturday? Do you want to go over yesterday's games? Is there a particular game you're itching to talk about? Um, actually the game that I'm mentioning to talk about the most was the last one we saw, uh, Ravens, char- uh, almost the Chargers. That was, a, that was before well be the, the Chargers. Buy. uh, Ravens and Jags, the Ravens and Jags. I, I love the performance from Lamar. Like that was the one thing that I took away from that game. Like he didn't do his stats aren't dazzling. It's just like the way he moves in the pocket, the way he runs with the ball. It's just, he's just so electric. And the thing that makes him so unique and so, so talented. So up there, upper echelon is the fact that he's nothing like we've ever seen the way he kind of can move. I mean, Michael, he, he's Michael Vick, but it's like obviously different. Vick did it in a different way than he did, but that kind of, still elusive elusivity in the pocket to make get out of the pocket the way he runs with the ball so i i just love watching lamar it was a fun it was more fun than the score suggests for me personally and then it was a very bizarre game on the jaguar side they got to the red zone or they got inside uh ravens territory all five drives in the first half and didn't have a point missed two field goals uh, the play before the half, which was terrible. I'm f- I'm even fine with him not spiking it there. I but if you're not gonna spike it, you have to go to the end zone. So that's terrible. Regardless of it, if you're gonna do that, then you might as well spike it 
Um, then there was just a couple weird, I think one of them ended in that, uh, no hands fumble where he just decided to like, let go of the ball. It was, it was a, not a good game from the Jags and it didn't look good from the Jags perspective. Lamar was my biggest takeaway from that whole thing. Uh, but I'll let you go on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you, it was an okay game. I mean, you know, going into that game, you're figuring, okay, like, this is a measuring stick game, definitely for the Jaguars, but certainly also for the Ravens. You know, that's why you have that matchup on Sunday night football. Uh, the Jaguars didn't even show up. Uh, they needed a new OC. And I know resident Jaguars fan Brandon Petty, he'd say the exact same thing. Like, I thought the play calling was atrocious. I was hoping to get him on just for that. I was hoping to. Yeah, yeah. I think he's... We're going to have to get him on. He's usually busy soon. around this time. I think if we recorded later, he would be available. So we'll get them on. We'll get them on sooner or later, for sure. Maybe before the postseason. But I mean, I was disappointed in the Jags, and yeah. I've never been. I've always been the opposite of the whole Jags bandwagon, if you want to call it that. I mean, they had some hype going into the season, which I get it. They have all the talent in the world. They're still young, but to me, they're a more explosive version of last year's team, which was very feast or famine. You know, you just never really. They're very trick or treat, right? Uh, you could get a sixty-yard bomb. You could get. That play you got from Trevor Lawrence that you mentioned where he fumbled when he didn't even get touched. He's just going to the ground and just loses the ball. Uh, I thought it was a pathetic showing by them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a ghost got him. Just like, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but you saw, you see what Jordan happened? Poole last night when he did the crossover and fell. I didn't know. I didn't see that. So I, I was thinking you were talking about his like, down like with 30 seconds left or whatever his chuck up three that he tried to throw i believe uh it. no i didn't actually see that jordan i believe Poole it well he out. was in the open court and he just it, they were down four and he shot like a fadeaway 26 footer off glass it was it was sounds, one of the worst sounds shots on you'll brand. see but sounds um he what jordan did he Poole do plays the nba like i play fucking just pick up ball so that's that's completely on brand for jordan pool so uh well he yesterday i think it was yesterday if not it was yeah. saturday he was just dribbling like at the top of the key, like looks like he was in transition and kind of was pulling up to like do a stop move and just like fell, but fell violently, like fell hard on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then someone today I see, they put a, a ghost of Draymond Green throwing a punch in it and digitally opposed it. It was, it was a good edit. It was a great edit, actually. Uh, it was it was hilarious. I should actually send it to you. I think I've seen so it on hilarious. IG. So yeah, I'll send it to you. But um. That's what it, I mean, that's what the fucking okay. Trevor Lawrence fall reminded that's me of. Like and I was disappointed as a football fan, honest <laughs> to God. Like, I was expecting a great game. I was expecting points. And Lamar was good, but I didn't come away, like, blown away with the Ravens. Like, Lamar does what Lamar does. Uh, you call it electric. I don't really think he's as electric as he was even two or three years ago. To me, he's like, when I watch him, he reminds mm-hmm. me, like, I would call him Sweet Feet. I know that that nickname was for James White. He called himself that when he was in New England, but like that's all I can think of with Lamar because he's just like he's fast, but he's not top end fast. I mean, he is, but it doesn't seem like he's moving that fast when he's like scrambling in the pocket or evading tackles. Like he's just kind of honestly just like ducking and dodging his way through, and it just seems easy to him. He's almost like gliding. Like he reminds me more of a a Walter Payton when he's running through traffic more so than like a a Vic or a Speedster. Uh, he's he's so unique. And like you said, the the stats don't back it up necessarily. He doesn't have explosive stats, um, but mm-hmm. he he plays great. I mean, I just really don't know what to make of the Ravens after that game. Yeah, they won, 
but it was more like the Jags just literally put it on a silver platter for them. Yeah. They did nothing, nothing to win that game at all. They moved the ball pretty well against the Ravens and still couldn't come up with anything in the red zone. That play at the end of the half, the first half was atrocious. I couldn't believe that mistake. That's like the second time they've done that this year too. You got free points from the five yard line. Throw either throw it all the way out of the yeah. end zone. Give a guy a chance with a fade, but don't throw it short of the sticks. Like that's just ridiculous. So I was disappointed in the Jags. I had them winning. I mean, you know, I just thought it was the the way the landscape has been working in the NFL. But I thought they'd at least put up a fight. I thought that was pretty pathetic. Uh, so I mean, look, if that was a pay per view event like the UFC event, I'd want my money back because that should have been a much better game. That should have been a yeah. much better game, and the Jags looked pretty foolish. But, hey, I think next year is the year for them. I was never taking them seriously anyway, but I certainly thought we would get a better effort from them last night, without a doubt. So, yeah, disappointed, but whatever. And, again, I don't feel like I learned much about the Ravens at all. Oh, I didn't feel like I learned, per se, much about the Ravens at all. But I just had fun watching Lamar itself. The game, because you're right, the game overall. It's garbage. C, maybe C. Like, I'm getting that generous grade. Um, but I just, Lamar himself, watching him was fun. So that that was my biggest takeaway. And I wanted to talk about, like, just Lamar Jackson. Um, you're right. The one thing that's always gotten to, gotten me about Lamar is it just feels like. There's always another, like, and sometimes he turns it on and it's cool, but like, it just always feels like there's a little bit more. Like, I want to, like, he just always never, and he never gets a chance to get in the true, true open field where you get to see like the Tyree Kill burners on him. Not that he has Tyree Kill, but he's got burners because that's like one of one. But he, he's got like, if Tyree kills a 100, he's a 95. He's got those type of burners, but you never get to see him like, hit the hole in an open field. I just, and I want to see it. I just want to see like a 70 yard run from him, open field, no one there and just watch him outrun people like Odell on slants when he was in his like peak prime or, and like, and the way he runs always does get me to like, as you were saying, kind of just like, he's, it's like, he knows what he can, like he just uses just enough just to get away and not peak like Isaiah Pacheco or like us, we'll remember Damian Harris. They run with such aggression that you know every ounce of energy that they possibly could use to run the ball, they're using. It's like Lamar uses 90%, but his 90% is still faster than 99% I'd say 75%. of the defense. And more elusive than 99%. At, time, at times, it does feel like 75%. Like back when they were doing design? Like the, the only run was like his last run of the game. Like you felt that, or like his run against the Bengals a few years back, where he had like the spin move, the juke, like that run. That's where you're like, oh, that's haven't, Lamar. And act, we haven't that's seen that one in a while. It seems like. And then some of them are like, okay. which no, which, we haven't. You know, we haven't. If he's preserving it, like working. more power to him. Like I, I get it. I mean, the last two years he hasn't even reached the postseason because of injury. So I get it. If that's why, I hope we do. Yeah. Like, you know, once these games get tight, I mean, like the Niners game on Christmas, and then you know, the playoff games that hopefully he will be a part of. Hopefully we do get to see some of the explosion. Uh, either way, no, you're right. He's completely fun mm -hmm. to watch, especially with that scramble yep. that he threw up to likely near the end of the game. That was the play of the game, obviously. Uh, no, you can't. There's nothing to hate Lamar mm -hmm. about, and he's improved so much from the pocket. Like, he's a, improved every year immensely from the pocket. Yeah. Um, I still 
watching them, I just have some, just more to be desired. You know, I just, I cannot still, even with this win, all the way buy into the Ravens yet. I'm almost there, but there's there's something, I don't want to say there's something missing, but I don't know. There's something I don't quite trust about them yet. I'm interested for this test with the Niners on Christmas Day. Whatever. I can't wait. I was about to just whatever your questions are, they will be answered on Monday. Even if they're answered negatively, even if you're like, okay, they're not. What I don't know I if think. that's the case. Like, I don't think there's a, I don't, for me, I don't feel like there's a way. Well, for the most part, I just don't feel like there's a way that they can come out of the 49ers game without like, I mean, there's always a way, but for me mentally, they're coming out of that game with me for being me believing like, okay, they really can get to the Super Bowl and can beat with anybody. They are the true, true favorites. Or it's like, this might still not be the year for them. We'll have to wait and see kind of thing, which will answer kind of one of my questions on like my belief going into the playoffs. Out of this game, I just, I have a lot of faith in it. And also I think it's going to be interesting for, um, on the side talk, the MVP talk will be interested in this game because you got three MVP candidates going. The leading, sh- the leading ones, not the actual leader, but what you mean? Yeah, we'll talk about that more on Thursday. What you mean? Probably. Oh, I mean that Christian McCaffrey to me overtook Tyree Kill because I I said last week when you asked that if I had to give the award out, I would have given it to Tyree Kill. I thought Dak was gonna win it at that point. Obviously, what transpired, we'll get into Dak here momentarily. But with Tyree Kill not playing, Christian McCaffrey having such a great game between them, the battle is so close. I would have Christian McCaffrey edged over Tyree Kill for my personal MVP. But then obviously, you in the betting favorites, you've got Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson who are in your top three. So you've got three true MVP candidates there, in my opinion. Sure. I mean, I cannot... I cannot wait for the game, obviously. I mean, we went through it last week between the Christmas NBA games and then the two NFL games during the day, not meaning much, but leading up to that game. Uh, it's it's going to be great. I cannot wait. And I'll be in the middle of Philly and Miami, which will itself mm-hmm. be a really good game, measuring stick game in the NBA. Um, the Ravens, though, I'm, I'm not taking too much away from next game just because I feel like the Niners at this point are, I want to say so much better, but a fair amount better than every single team in the league. You know, I think they'd be favorite on any field, at least by three points versus any team in the league, uh, any single team, really give me a name one team. And they're favored by three on their field, on their own field, on a neutral field, wherever. Uh, but with the Ravens, they still got two challenging games. I believe after, I mean, they got the Steelers in week 18. They have someone else after, the Niners, that's tr- like kind of challenging. I can't remember. The do- they the play Dolphins. the Dolphins, which is kind of like almost de facto. I thought it was the, the Dolphins. Okay, yeah, yeah. So me more so, it's how they end. I'm not going to take too much away from the Ravens game unless, of course, or sorry, the Niners game, unless they stomp them. You know, if that happened to be an end result, then yeah, by all means. Okay, we got to take this Ravens team series to the max degree. But, you know, I believe that'll at least be a close game. We'll see how it ends. I mean, it's Niners at home, but, you know, I'm going to take more from how they just closed down the stretch in general, more so than that game itself. Because as we know, Steelers, Ravens, no matter the quarterbacks, no matter the coaches, it's always horrible on Tomlin, but no matter who the players are, it's always going to be a battle. It's always going to be a weird game. Just look at the game earlier in the season. Uh, and that Dolphins game, which yeah. I'm assuming is Ravens at home, 
Ravens should win that game. I mean, I would take Ravens in that game home or away. But so, I mean, like I said, just these three, four games down the stretch, how they end, that matters more to me, more so than that Niners game. But hey, either way, that's a potential Super Bowl yep. matchup. Cannot wait for it. And we will be glued to the TV for sure. Yes. Yes, yes, we will. Um, so let's go to Dallas. Or well, technically let's go to Buffalo, but Dallas versus Buffalo in a game that I thought Dallas was gonna win. I thought they should have been favored in the game. Uh, that doesn't change the fact that they got absolutely blown out and they got blown out in the way you would have least expected it on visually on paper. Like it makes more sense schematically because of where you're going to get Dallas is going to be in the run game comparatively to the past game. Like when the 49ers beat them, they ran all over them. When the Cardinals beat them, they ran all over them. So like, if you're going to beat Dallas, the run game is where you're going to start. But I didn't expect Josh Allen to throw under 100 yards. If you would have told me Josh Allen's seven completions only under 100 yards, I would have told you the Cowboys won by maybe mm-hmm. 25. And the Bills won 31 to 10. So, and the 10 was the, and the 10 was a late score 10. It's not even like it was a true 10. Um, dominated that game front to back. James Cook, I like the element that he's really added to the offense, especially since uh, they've got their new offensive coordinator. They've really look to run the ball it's shown to be more balanced and it'll be a shame if this bills team does miss the playoffs because you could almost argue that this is one of the most cohesive bills teams we've seen like uh, that year they obviously lost to the chiefs they were looking they were firing on all cylinders and they just ran into a chiefs team who had ran into a little bit more time but other than Still that year this is the best them. this is the most cohesive i would say yeah oh they are very unlucky but right now, I'd say this is the most cohesive that the Bills have looked to me just because they truly, as we just saw, they can win in more than one way. James Cook's a legitimate running back. Latavius Murray down in the red zone. They can go underneath if they, needed to, if they need to with Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid. Got a burner in Shakir. Gabe Davis as a big play guy. And then obviously you have Stephon Diggs. So they've got every aspect to it. It's just, can they get into the playoffs as they dig themselves too big of a hole? Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to tiebreakers. I mean, the one thing that they needed this weekend and that did not happen was the Bengals losing. Had the Bengals lost, that would have done a lot for the Bills' chances. Uh, they're still going to have a great shot at it. I think they're going to, mm-hmm. if they're not going to win out, they're going to win all but that Dolphins game. That would be the one in question. Uh, looks like that'll still matter to the Dolphins, so... I, I mean, I'll just say right here, I do think the Bills are going to win out. That might be for yeah, the exactly. division. Yeah, no, the Bills are going to have a real shot at the division. Uh, they're going to beat the Chargers this week in Easton Stick. Uh, and then what? They got Pats and Dolphins after that, correct? Pats is coming up after mm-hmm. that. So they sh- like, I mean, the Dolphins, the Dolphins could lose out. Dolphins have a tough schedule. The Dolphins have <laughs> Cowboys, the Ra- Ravens, the, and Bills. They have the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. It's tough. It's going to be super tough for them. So don't count the Bills out. This is why I've been so heavy on the Bills, really. I mean, I just thought they suffered injuries, and they had bad losses, yes, but they didn't seem like a train wreck to me. They didn't seem like the Jags where you're like, it literally is like you're either going to get the best game out of them or the worst game out of them. Uh, I always thought the Bills were playing well during the year. Maybe that Broncos game aside, that was a pretty ugly game, but 
I don't know. I mean, I just never really lost confidence in this team, and it's not a team I want to root for necessarily, but the eye test, I mean, between that Dolphins game very early on in the season, coming off the 70-3 to win, or 70-30 to win, and they take them and hold them to, what, 20 points, I believe? I think it was 48-20 they win. Uh, that was yep. one of the more impressive wins of the season to me. And then, you know, they beat the Chiefs, which they kind of held on to that one. That one, you know, that could have gone either way. But the Eagles, they they more than deserved to win that Eagles game. And I was not worried about them coming into this Cowboys game. I did not expect this. I mean, if you would have told me they won by 10, sure. But <laughs> winning 31 to 10 and Josh Allen's not really a factor and you're running the ball down their throats. But the defense was what stuck out to me the most. I mean, their defense was just outright physical, dominated the game, gave Dak problems, gave the whole excuse me, gave the whole Cowboys offense problems. Uh, it's just going to be something to watch down the stretch here. I mean, like you said, they, I mean, they got a, they got a pretty easy schedule before that Dolphins game. Who knows with the Pats since they, they lost that game earlier, but I'm going to guess they come away with a victory there, especially since it's at home. Uh, yeah, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to have something to say. And I'm not at all, at all surprised by, I'm surprised by the result yesterday and how they won again. Like that was, you never would have expected a run heavy and just a shutdown defensive performance from them. Like the defense, especially that's, that's what really shocked me. Um, and again, wish that was a better game. We thought that one along with the Ravens and Jags would have been great, but I mean, at least this one had real action in it. The Ravens and Jags just seemed like a, a slog fest outside of Lamar's highlights. You know what I mean? But this was at least, mm-hmm. I would say this for Cowboys fans, um, that's a perfect one to just come in and clown the Cowboys on. I'm still not really worried about the Cowboys after that. I feel the same way about that loss the way I did about the Eagles losing to the Niners. Like, it was kind of due. It was kind of due. Again, I didn't think they were going to get smacked like that, but, you know, every dog has its day. The Cowboys, you know, the detractors are going to be louder than they need to be because it's the Cowboys. You know how that is. We, we clown the Cowboys a fair share on here. But I'm truly not too worried about them. I mean, you saw our group chat a little bit for our fantasy football group yeah. chat. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cowboys fans, of they're course. gonna be they're gonna be on red alert. That's how it is. And shouts to Ira. Ira was Irate, at, right? intended. Ira was at Ira. the game and you know, he spent his hard-earned money on the game. And, you know, unfortunately it did not go his way at all. You know, you know after the first quarter how it's gonna go, but you know, surprisingly, I really didn't take away that game like, oh, Dallas is frauds. I, I really do think the Bills are that good. Again, surprising how it ended up that way, but um, no, the Bills are good. As good as the Cowboys, I believe. It's just a matter of how the Cowboys close, too. I mean, it just seems like they're going to be locked into the five anyway. But I'll say this early, Cowboys versus so, Bucks. if that's the matchup, it's not an easy one for the Cowboys going to Tampa. I mean, it'll, it won't be last year's Tampa Bay Bucks. I'll say that. No. That team was trending downward last year. They backed their way in. This team's starting to trend upward. Baker's playing some of his best football since really the first four weeks of the season now. So And that team seems to be coming together as well as any NFC South team can come together. Uh, definitely, I hope, the, I hope that they make it. I mean, I've wanted the Falcons because I do like some of their skill position players, but the best game is going to come out of Tampa. The Saints are too inconsistent. The Falcons don't have a quarterback. That's actually worth note, and and their coaches, eh, and the Bucks actually have been there, done that. So, and they saw the Cowboys last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, if there's one guy, they're like, okay, let's take from this game last year. They blew us out. 
in our building this year. Let's try to get our get back. So um, I actually hope it's Tampa, even though I was like rooting for Atlanta just because I do like their skill position players a little more. But uh, favoritism wise, not as good or anything like that. But the one thing I do want to say about Dallas, that the one thing that's a little concerning is them on the road is not the same team as them at home. And with the loss, they're looking like they're going to be on the road the entire playoffs. And I just don't know. I don't know if you're, you can go to Tampa, then maybe go to Philly and then go to San Fran or go to San Fran and then go to Philly. I don't know. You get it. I don't think you get through that way. That's going to be really tough. I mean, you, hopefully you have to go to Detroit and then go to Philly or San Fran. One of them takes out the other and their hopes Philly takes out San Fran. That's your best way. You can go into Philly and win more comfortably than you can go into San Fran in my humble opinion. But the fact that they're going to have to go on the road is going to make this really is the only thing that really is detrimental about this loss to me, the way they played every team's had that this year, other than the Niners, really the Niners are the only team that haven't been like, actually the Bengals did kind of beat them like through and through. I was just thinking through I lost Like everyone's had like a loss where they've been beat through and through. So you can't really, you don't really take too much. I can't really take too much out of it. They, as you said, they were, they were kind of due, but going into the game, it didn't feel like it felt different than like how you felt going into the game with the Eagles and the 49ers in the sense of like the Eagles really have just been like holding on by a thread there. It's like it, their time they're going to lose. Like you felt confident in that this one, you were like, I think Buffalo's going to win, but if Dallas did win, it wouldn't shock me, but it makes it, the loss here makes sense. Even though I feel as if Dallas isn't, if they play this game five more times in a row, I think they'd be split three, two. It wouldn't be just like a Buffalo wins all five. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say this to your, to your road comment. I mean, if Dak is quality enough for, for league MVP, he should be able to at least, you know, put up a fight for that. Right. He should be able to at least like not get blown out in that. At least if Eli can do it twice, and somehow beating an undefeated team along the way. I mean, come on, Dak should be able to do it. But granted, I mean, Eagles, Flacco. Eagles, yeah, Flacco. Uh, did he have any? Were those all road games, Flacco? They might. I think I, they had a home game. I thought. I, no, because they I had think, a home game to begin with. I think they, they had. Did. They a had home a home game. game in the wild card round. Oh, I think they had a home game, but he did. Ha- but he did. But he did have to go beat on the, the road into tough beat environments. The Broncos and, and the Pats, right? That was the year they beat the Pats at home because Tlaib got injured. Yeah. yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, he got two. He got the two yeah, toughest. So he had to go into tough the two environments toughest environments to play in in the AFC. That you know during that era, yeah. and then yeah, then went and beat the Niners in in the dome. I can't remember who they played in the first round, but I remember they had. I mean, that was Ray Lewis's last home game. That much I remember. But hey, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean the Cowboys. It's par for the course. They're gonna get. They're gonna get it from all the fans today, as they should. But I mean. They were due, but you would like for, you know, after a game where they beat the Eagles and they're really sticking their chest out, you'd like for them to at least compete. That didn't happen, but I do think they're going to be okay in the long term. I thought they were going to get the five seed win or lose, but hey, we'll continue to see with this Cowboys team and everyone mm-hmm. else because they still got the Dolphins. They still got a couple tough games, but. 
Um, just real quick, just because we had mentioned it, I want to say it, and we might even talk about this guy here in just a moment. Uh, yeah, Joe Flacco did go to Peyton Manning in one, outplayed Peyton Manning, then went to Tom Brady in the AFC uh-huh. Championship game in one, outplaying Tom Brady. So, yeah, it, that's a tough that that's a tough time. That's a tough road. You going at the two greatest quarterbacks of their generation back to back, and then going to play a 49ers team that was really talented and really yeah, good. it was a great team. Jo- yeah, Joey Flacco, he he earned his keep. I mean, oh, and they beat Andy Luck in oh, the first the round too. They wow. beat the Colts. That's a that's a run. <laughs> so they went. They had they hosted the Colts and Andrew. Those are the three best quarterbacks in the AFC. At that time, arguably, I mean that was that That's was still like that was still like Andrew Luck's what second year maybe second or third year. I think it's like a second third. Hold on, that was. I mean, you could have said Flacco was the third best quarterback. Actually, actually, no, like, actually, no, you're right. You're right. That was three of your like six best. Sure. I'll say at that point, that was actually rookie year Andrew Luck. So yeah, that was like three of your six best quarterbacks. Like one was, of your best. That was his up rookie and coming. Year. Clearly, he was gonna be. 2002. Yep, they went 11 and 5, made the playoffs his rookie year. That's crazy. That's again yep. very fun era of the NFL. Um, next game though, what do you want to talk about? You want to want to talk about go Chiefs Pats? We can go Bears Browns. Let's do Chiefs Pats actually. Let's go. Let's go Chiefs Pats. I'm gonna be quick on this one for me personally, but yeah, let's go Chiefs Pats. Why not? Pats put up Why? a fight in that game. They put up a oh. huge fight. Bailey Zappi. Was kind of going toe to toe with Mahomes for a little bit, and then the second half he decided to throw a pass directly to the Chiefs' defense when there was like three people who could have intercepted it mm-hmm. easily. Uh, so the Pats still lose, which you know to some Pats fans that's that's amazing news for. Uh, I thought it was still a good game. It told me a lot about the Chiefs. Really, it told me more what I thought about this Patriots defense at least, which it's elite. It's been number one since Week Ten. They held up that stat during the game. Um, which is pretty arbitrary, but overall, I mean, yeah, it's been elite. It's been elite. Um, Mahomes, they gave Mahomes a ton of trouble. Yep. Um, Mahomes still can't seem to find rhythm with this team. I mean, with the turnovers that Zappy had, I think, you know, that that first one, if it wasn't a pick six, they got it right down to the two. You know what I mean? So other than that, if he wasn't in plus territory, the Pats really gave him problems. And, you know, Belichick always has good game plans against them, yep. but... Man, if you're a Chiefs fan, yeah, it's a 10-point victory, but that was really like more like a three-point victory because, again, that that one, that pick six, or if it was close to a pick six, I mean, that was a gift, really. I mean, you, it got you right down to the end zone, and the Patriots yeah. were in that game the entire way. So this still – I'm still – I don't want to say worried about the Chiefs because, you know, I'm kind of hoping they lose. I wouldn't want to see this team in the Super Bowl. They're not as fun as teams in years past of the Chiefs. So – it just reinforced more of what I already knew, which is this is not the same Chiefs team. Uh, they're ripe to be beaten. Uh, I don't think they even make it to the AFC Championship game at this point. But what were your thoughts? So the game went, uh, I thought the Chiefs put up a couple more points than I thought, but the game went as expected. I figured it was going to be a close first half. Chiefs pull away in the second half just because that seems to be how every single game post-Brady goes. It's Bill Belichick gives them fits. The Chiefs are just more talented than the Patriots. They make plays down the stretch, and we make a key mistake, and that's how the game went. But my biggest takeaway from the game had nothing to do with this year. It had to do with the fact that 
obviously we know there's a chance Bill Belichick's and I'm not going to set it in stone because I was reports after that said that's not so fast. It's not a thing, but obviously Tom Kiernan did report it. Then has his pulse on new England for a while now was one of the teams that Bill Belichick possibly could be linked to like per hearsay is the chargers. And if he does see Mahomes twice a year, that's going to be tough for the chiefs. That was one of the things that I took away from it was honestly, I was like, if he sees Mahomes twice a year, that could actually be very tough for the Chiefs. They already struggle with the Chargers as is just because of their matchups and how they can get home. Plus, you have a defensive mastermind like that. That's interesting because the game didn't tell me anything different. It told me that our defense is very good, knew that. It told us that Billy Zappi is going to make mistakes. Cool. Patrick Mahomes and his receiving core can't get on the same track, but they're good enough to find ways to win games. That was pretty much what the game was, and I knew that going in. So that was my main takeaway from the game was Bill Belichick to the AFC West next year. If that does happen, I think that could be problematic for the Chiefs moving forward. Sure. I mean, look, I mean, I'm going to – I've mentioned this too many times this year, but, I mean, truly, like if we even had Andy Dalton this year, you can't tell me that's not a seven-win team. With that defense, uh, the way they run the ball – I mean, a lot of it, I really don't want to harp on the Pats too much. But again, not impressed with the OC. Uh, I think creativity could go a long way with an offense that lacks explosion. I think there's still ways to move the ball. Uh, I will give Zappy that he's moving the ball definitely better than Mac Jones. Like, he's able to do that, especially with Hunter Henry. He has good cohesion mm-hmm. with him, good chemistry with him. So there's stuff to build on with the Pats. It'll be very interesting to see, obviously, where they end up with the draft, who they draft, da-da-da. Uh, but I do wish we had a vet backup rather than Bailey Zappi. I mean, it would have been interesting because, I mean, look, the AFC is just wide open. Not saying the Pats would have made any real noise, but, man, they could have at least got to the playoffs with a good Mac Jones or someone else at the helm. But that's whatever. Uh, the Chiefs, I mean, look, you mentioned if it's Belichick, that is one he's been constantly linked to this year is the Chargers. But, man, if they get even – any sort of able-bodied head coach. And, you know, I would assume they go in the offensive direction if they don't, especially if they don't get Belichick. If Belichick's there, you get him, of course, if that's that trade's available, whatever, whatever. But yeah. you would assume they go with an offensive coach after this failed project with Staley. Uh, and just that alone, like, they should be mm-hmm. instant contenders in the AFC West. And, you know, barring a trade or barring the Chiefs immediately getting – someone in the draft that's an impact guy. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe they get a free agent. I don't I don't know. But if this receiving core is largely the same and you've got an aging Kelsey, yeah, the AFC West is going to be there. I mean, we see the Broncos. They're not the greatest team, but they're, they're improving. Uh, they gave the Chiefs problems two times this year. So, and the Raiders should be better next year, you would think. So, the Chiefs got... They got a lot of work to do. They can't just sleep on the AFC West being garbage anymore. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Chargers fuck up the hiring process. But you assume by default they're going to be better next year, going from Staley to whoever. So Raiders look more competent right now with their coaching sure. staff. Obviously, not take away. You can even take away this game, like the sixty-three to twenty-one crazy game that went on. You can take that away. They've looked even more competent since Josh McDaniels hasn't been there, which isn't shocking to anybody. But yeah, addition by subtraction, that's exactly that's exactly what'll be with the Chargers as well. 
we got Josh McDaniels back, I would probably not be a Patriots fan anymore. Sorry, I had to add that in. If for some reason Bill stayed and was like, hey, Josh, come back, I probably would just... I, I would love... Teams. I'd pick the whatever team like I like the fifth pick. I'd I would love teams. to see it. At, yeah, no, I mean, they don't... That's been the problem, regardless if it was McDaniels, whoever they had last year, and then this year, it's been still that they're trying to run an offense that was suited for Tom Brady, a precision-based offense, which is going to be hard for young quarterbacks, let alone any quarterback, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm exhausted of the Pats. We'll certainly talk more of them. I do hope Belichick is here to stay. I do think he really does coach one more year, Uh, but he's still got it. He can still coach. He could coach me, you, and Tim, and Camden, and Brandon Petty, whoever. He could take this rotating guest list that we have on the Warner Brothers podcast, and we would still hold whoever to under 20 points somehow. Like, he's just that amazing. I don't know what it is. And we mentioned Belichick a lot, but we really do got to give credit to Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick because, I mean, they're the de facto defensive coordinators. Um, But, I mean, he clearly does scheme it up. There's just some things about Belichick, like man-to-man coverage and – the blitzes they scheme up that are, that are staples of him, you know, like he has good stunts on the defensive line that he coaches up. Always love to see that. But Ken, you just gave a good segue. I know we're going to talk about this weekend's games, but that's why we hated Matt Patricia even during the Super Bowl runs, even during the most dominant run of the Patriots era. Man, Patricia just was so conservative. And that's one thing that these coaches are on the defensive end for the Pats. And I say that to say, who is a defensive coordinator tonight for the Eagles? One Matt Patricia. We don't know why he's calling plays, but he is, in fact, calling plays. I do not know how he's gotten not only one head coaching job, not only he somehow became an offensive coordinator last year, but for two of the elite franchises, he is going to be defensive coordinator. And I don't know if this is just for tonight or if it's down the stretch that he's the defensive coordinator calling plays for them, for the Eagles. But if he is, if from this week on, He's calling plays on defense for the Eagles. Good luck, Eagles fans. Uh, you should be extremely mad. You should be pissed off of what's going to happen the next few weeks for you your team because it, it's you about be, as conservative of defense concerned. as you can get. Fun fact, uh, the Patriots, if the Patriots had just scored 21 points every single game this season, it'd be 7-7. Seven and seven. Mm. It's crazy to think. So the defense is doing their part. Obviously, there's been a couple games like the Raiders game. We lost 34 nothing, or got blown out in other aspects. But we would be seven and seven if we were actually scoring 21 points per game, or 21 points in all the games we did not. Fun hmm. stuff. But that's like going into the games and the teams that are because this AFC is getting more and more wild by the week just because everything matters. And Saturday, NFL was okay games. The first one was good. Second one was eh. Third one was lackluster just because I thought it was going to be closer. But all of them meant a lot. The Broncos losing means a lot. The Steelers losing and the Colts winning, that means a lot for the Colts. The uh Bengals getting a W. They look like they could sneak into the playoffs, possibly. The Texans getting a W. This is a Sunday, but the Texans getting a W over the Titans after being down 13 to nothing is massive, especially without C.J. Stroud, because that keeps their playoff hopes alive and well. That keeps their division hopes alive and well. You've got three 8-6 and six teams 
in the AFC South right now. And the Colts and Texans play each other the last week of the season. That could be for the division if the Jags keep spiraling. Uh, what did you think of this weekend and which teams did you feel are in the best spots? Or what, do you, what are your thoughts about the AFC wildcard picture on the weekend? Well, I mean, that Colts-Steelers game was almost an eliminator game. Like, I don't think the Steelers bounce back from that. Uh, especially, I mean, it's Mason Rudolph starting. So Pickett, for, I thought so two weeks in Pickett would be back. But Pickett's not going to be back. It's going to be Mason Rudolph. The Steelers aren't making it. Uh, and Good. it might be nail in the coffin for uh, for Tomlin's what winning record streak. So they got them yeah. out of there. The and Broncos. They need to go two and one. Yeah. Yeah, and the Broncos, I think they're still going to have a good chance at it. They got a pretty easy schedule or favorable schedule, I should say. Uh, Texans did themselves a lot of favors with the legend of Case Keenum getting them a win. I did not (laughs) – like when I saw someone tweeted that Case Keenum was starting, I thought it was a joke. Like I thought it was just like people were joking because he was a former Texans quarterback. But no, lo and behold, not only did he start, he led them to an overtime victory, which looked like it was going to be a tie for a little bit, which would have added even more chaos. Uh, I was kind of rooting for that. Love me a tie in the NFL, especially at this point in the season. Um, it, again, I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier. At the end of the day, the Bills took the biggest hit. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't a drastic hit because, again, I think they're going to win out. But had the Bengals just lost for them, that would have been okay. And, you know, the Bengals were in jeopardy of losing that game most of the time. I mean, Nick Mullins did his thing. That defense showed up like I thought it would. Uh Nick Mullins threw the most insane interception I've ever seen when he threw it off the Bengals face mask and yeah. just landed in his hands after like, yeah, you'd never see that. That was, that was, that was crazy and hilarious at the same time. But this is why I love the NFL. And this is why I love the stretch from Thanksgiving to the end of the season, because there's so many scenarios that go so many different ways. And there's oftentimes you look at the schedule, like the Broncos, like we said, like the Broncos last three are pretty favorable. And there's time and time again, we'll see someone have a hiccup on the way. A team that you think has more than a shot. And you're like, oh, of course, they got an 80% chance. They got it. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, sometimes. The Jags. Eight yeah, and the three, Jags. The, ja- eight the Jags and, three and the Dolphins. weeks ago. Jags and Dolphins have a real chance of coughing up their divisions. And, yeah. man, I say it every year since it's made the change, but. That one game they've added, it truly does, Keenan, feel like five games. Like, the season just feels so long. The season truly is a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, more than ever, I've always thought it was important. I think I've said this in the past a couple weeks ago. I think now more than ever, now that the season is extended, and of course, eventually it'll get to 18 games, I believe. More than ever is a backup quarterback needed uh you know a competent backup quarterback you know that's why the vikings are still in this without kirk cousins uh can you Bengals. imagine if it what if kirk cousins and burrow don't get injured we'll have we would like the vikings almost assuredly would be in the playoff picture like without all the, all the, the vikings seven and seven and all the that. vikings and, would be competing with it for the division they can be competing for the division almost close now but like you would think that they would be competing for the division like the uh, Saturday game, it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. They went to overtime. T Higgins had the beautiful catch um, in the sh- stretch out, but that was supposed to be Burrow versus cousins. That was, a, that was then this is cousins on his best year to this, to, to start. And then obviously Joe Burrow, who was playing some really good football up until he got injured. So that it would have been an even possibly even better game 
we don't know, but it regardless, it it's interesting. It's very interesting. The Bills people might, people might roll their eyes at this, Keenan, but yeah. there's a strong case to be made, especially now what we know, given that we're going into week 16 and this MVP picture hasn't shaken out at all. Mm-hmm. And I know what Kirk Cousins' reputation is, but there's a strong case that Minnesota would not only be a Super Bowl team, but like Kirk Cousins might have even been in pole position for MVP had his stats continued on. Like he was playing lights out football. Like his stats, like you, you said, they were as good as they'd been. Granted, that was pretty early on, probably week six or week seven he got injured. I cannot remember, but. You cannot man, tell you can me right now. You cannot tell me right now that Brock Purdy is leading the MVP conversation and that Kirk Cousins wouldn't have had a shot. Right. Right. Like I mean, you like can't, he might, you he can't, might have had pole position. You, no, no, had, you're right. No, that's he what I'm saying. like, oh, no, it's going to be Kirk Cousins. Like, that would have been a wild place to live. Because, like, maybe how... instead of seven and seven, maybe they're nine and five and they're competing with the Lions for the division because maybe they don't, like, because they lost to Especially the Raiders. How that defense is playing. Oh no, they beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders, right? The Vikings? Yeah, was did they win that three nothing game or did they lose that three nothing game? I'm t- I don't even know, man. Like <laughs> that game. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I think oh, they man. won it. No, uh, yes, they, they, they did win it. They did win it. Okay, yeah, so I'm just looking because I'm going through their schedule right now. And it's safe to say Kirk Cousins gets you more than three points in that game. Safe yes. to say they might have so won that game six zero. Because from that point, they beat the they beat the uh, Packers. Then they beat the Falcons. They beat the Saints. You do that with Kirk Cousins. They lost to the Broncos, twenty-one to twenty, and they turned the ball over like crazy in that game. They lost to the Bears, twelve to ten. They turned the ball like like crazy over in that game. Those are two games they could have won. And then this game against the Bengals, like they could be a nine to ten win team with Kirk Cousins, and he absolutely could be like in MVP like position sitting on it. But mm-hmm. we don't know. Obviously, we'd never know what would happen in that case. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about real quick that I wanted because we're talking about the AFC picture, the Bills absolutely need the Browns to beat the Texans. Because if the Texans beat the Browns and they're both nine win teams, and then the Brown and the Bills are then a nine win team if after they, I think they win against the Chargers. Spoiler alert: not really. Um, they still wouldn't be ahead of either one of them, so it'd be still very tough for the Bill, like because because they have no tiebreakers, so that's what's mm-hmm. gonna make this really tough for them. So they need a they need a Browns win because the Browns are already a game ahead of them anyways. So like a Browns win gets them kind of solidified into that position, and the Browns are still playing for the division, but the Ravens' so, huh? tough schedule. Like they could lose two of three. The Browns could win out. Possibly, we never know. They still they, have like uh, the divisions in their sight. Bill should at least be hoping for the Cowboys to beat the Dolphins on that day. If they can oh, at yeah. least get that, that'll help them immensely because then they can just outright play for the division again, assuming they beat the Chargers and yeah. the Pats. They uh, need the Cowboys to win and then the uh, Ravens to win in that game because the Ravens will be playing for the one seed and that will pretty much lock it up. If they if they beat the 49ers and the Dolphins, they can rest in week 18, which I wouldn't do from them because they lost the playoff game doing that prior. So I, I would personally play them for a half. I always liked when Bill would play Tom and everybody for a half and then sit them just so they don't get fully out of reps because missing three weeks of football is what really got them against the Titans. They came out rusty in that first half and ran into a Titans team who was getting hot. Sure. Sure. And, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I do. Ultimately, I think the Bills get in. Like, I really do. I think things will break their way. They just got to win out. And two of those games are gimme. And they throttled the Dolphins, who couldn't even take care of Tennessee at home on Monday night. I'm not too worried about that, personally. Uh, but, yeah, no, the Texans-Browns, that's another one that's going to kind of hinge on it, though. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one because it's Browns on the road, and that defense is a little different. C.J. Stroud will be back. They obviously have something to play for, so that's a t- that's a toss up game. I love these mini playoff games you get down the stretch. Like I, I, you know, can't say it enough. Like this is the best part of the NFL season. We've got great matchups this coming weekend. Um, the NFL is always so weird. Like the schedule makers, I always hate them. Like in the sense, like sometimes of like what games they put where, but then like. It's like they almost know at the end of the season what these games are going to matter. Like well, all they did, they did the schedule completely by AI this year. Well, good job AI then, because and, uh, a lot of these games, like this week, a lot of these games just like matter. And even if they're not like the greatest of like games per se, they just like Jags going to see the Bucks that matters. The Cowboys, Dolphins that matters uh saints uh rams thursday night that matters steelers and Bengals, bills chargers just for the bills sake that matters uh even colts falcons that matters for both teams both teams are still trying to fight for a playoff spot so at least it's all teams trying to play and it's like not that they knew that this was going to happen but it's kind of cool that it did how it happened as it did yeah i mean i hate that the buys lasted up until what last 14. week i think yeah 14. Like, so usually they were done i think by thanksgiving before um mm-hmm. so yeah not sure how i feel about it because i do remember seeing something before the season about ai controlling it so i mean if they factor in the buys too we're gonna get weird buys down the stretch not a fan of that but overall yeah i mean every year the schedule somehow you could almost do any sort of combination and the schedule's gonna, work, gonna work out work for it. you yeah uh i don't know how i feel I don't know if it's always been this way, Keenan, but it seems like it's been this way at least the last five years. I don't think it's always been that week 17 or now week 18, always a divisional game. It doesn't it's seem, seem like. I think it's always been, at least it's been for a while. Like the, I can the say last for sure the last the five or six years, but I don't know about before that. If that's the case, I feel like maybe it should always be like week one and week 18 then, if that's the case. That are like it pretty much is for the most part. Because week like one, you'll, you'll have your... Uh... You'll have some random ones week one, but you have a lot of division games week one. Like this year, week one, you always get Cowboys-Giants, uh, like Rams, Seahawks, Bills, Jets, uh, Raiders, Broncos. You got like a decent amount of them, Bills, I mean, uh, Bengals and Browns, but you didn't get all of them, which I don't know why you wouldn't do it all, but like week 18 every year is this... All division. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know what? Yeah, and the more I think about it, going through it, yeah, every year is like literally every year. Which you know yeah. what? That is the way to do it, just because you never know what scenario are will be taking place. So the fact that you do have divisional opponents that you know are at least going to give you a game, mm-hmm. that does kind of that does kind of yeah. help. So that is genius on that part to keep week week eighteen that way. And spoiler, do, and spoilers mm. for teams like 
it's like the Patriots are more apt to play against the Bills, knowing if they can maybe knock the Bills out than just like some random it was Texas the Bucks or something like that. Yeah, like uh, like just some random team. So like you get that little incentive of like at least we got our rival out of the playoffs for the season. Like we have something to hang our hats on for the off season, which is why sure. I like that. Uh, quick update: Eagles just scored ru- Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown. Wow. What's uh What's the time in the game? Um, hold on. Actually, uh, no, he's down at the half yard line. It is. I'll let you know in just a second. It's about probably nine minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, actually, hmm. six minutes and thirty one seconds left in the first quarter. Uh, oh, wow. they're reviewing it now. It looks like his knee possibly was down, but I'm not. Actually, no, it wasn't down. Uh, they're kicking the extra point. So, <laughs> no, there's a, that a lot of updates in a 20 second period. Yeah, well, no, because like the way they showed the replay, it looked like his knee was down, but then I realized, and then I just, yes, it wasn't. I guess it wasn't. I thought his knee was down, wasn't down, and we're good. But yeah, 631, Eagles up 7 nothing. Yeah, oh, that's game. a great angle. That's a great angle. There we go. We got it. So, um, I want to hear your thoughts. Any... Yeah, no, yeah. I wanted to talk Bears Browns yesterday too. The Hail Mary. Like how do, how does Fields look? Do you think like, <laughs> like what do you think? If you were a Bears fan, Keenan, what would you want? Because Fields has improved a lot. I've been That's someone I've been tough on since he's this. debuted. Uh and I thought he played well against the best defense in the league, especially at home. They only held they held the Bears offense to seven points. Uh would have been 14. Had that one Hail Mary been completed, that was insane at the end there. What were your thoughts? Flacco, because, you know, Flacco didn't look as good as he's been. He made a few beautiful throws, especially down the stretch. Yeah. But he definitely uh, he looked like old Flacco when he got pressured, as expected. So, I don't know. What do you think for these two teams down the stretch, especially the Bears? So, I'm going to quickly touch on the uh, Browns aspect, just so I can go in more in depth in the Bears. The Browns, I actually think, could possibly make the AFC Championship game this year if things break right for them. I really do. Uh, Joe Flacco, you have the most, ex- the second most experienced playoff quarterback in the entire division on your roster. Obviously, him and Mahomes. And then, uh, not that Joe Flacco is in peak Flacco form, but we see he can still give you a game. We still he can give you throws. He's thirty nine in January. Um, I I really think this Browns team, especially if they can get. They we be on the road, which is their tough because they play better at home. But no team wants to see them at all, especially if you get an AFC South team week one or the wild card round. They can beat up on any one of those AFC South teams, and then maybe you get to see the Ravens, a division opponent that you know well. Possibly you can get the upset there. Um, but anyway, so the Browns I think are interesting and I wouldn't count them out to get to the AFC championship game. I don't know if it's my prediction as of right now, but I think that it's still a possibility for them as to someone like the Steelers who are fighting for playoff contention. I don't think there's a shot. Um, the bears on the other hand, which I think is one of the most interesting teams in the league right now, just because of their future and what they have for assets. I'm leaning every week. I'm watching more. I'm leaning more and more towards keeping Justin Fields and trading the pick. I'm leaning more and more. Like if you you asked me this six weeks ago when Tyson Badgett was starting, I would have been like, get trade Fields, get what you can because for Fields, like hopefully he plays a little bit better. But 
right now for what you're seeing with this, I th- you can get a haul. Like you can get a haul, especially because it's Caleb and like how people feel about him, regardless of how, if you're confident, I'm confident, whatever, how people really feel about Caleb Williams. That's depending on who you are. You could get a stud in like three or four firsts. Like, I don't know what, like what it, the package exactly is, but if you can get something crazy like that, maybe you lose a couple more games, but field still shows promise. And you, to me, getting Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with DJ Moore would be huge. You get two studs on the outside. You get you trade, get your offensive line intact in the offseason with a contract. I don't know who's there offensively, but there's always offensive linemen that are out there. You can get some defensive pieces, plus you have the future to build with. I think that might be the smarter move. I understand Fields is nearing his deal, but he's not going to command top money on the market so you might be able to get him on a favorable deal possibly that's not crazy expensive so i think that might be the better option to go with but i honestly almost don't know if there's a bad option which is the tough thing just what's the right option that's the weird thing about it it seems like they're in a good spot either way yeah um First of all, I agree with you on the Browns completely. Browns can definitely make the AFC Championship game. I hope something breaks for them to where they can get a home playoff game, whether it's some sort of upset in the first round or whatever. I hope they can just find a way because then their chances increase a lot because you yeah. strictly cannot score on that defense at home. Like, cannot. And I wish Miles Garrett would get more consideration for MVP. Mm-hmm. Whole different discussion for another day. You've heard us talk about how MVP should be more open to everybody, whatever, whatever. Um, and if you want me to turn this back to the Pats, talking about the draft pick, I would love nothing more than for them to get Marvin Harrison Jr. And I don't even care who plays that quarterback. If we got this same defense, I could care less who plays that quarterback. Obviously not Zappy or Jones, but just give me someone competent because Marvin Harrison Jr. seems like the best overall prospect in the draft. Just overall, he seems like the best player. He seems like he's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. I don't know if we can say that about Caleb Williams. Obviously, if everything went the right way for Caleb Williams, he could be for sure. But, man, that would just take away the whole weapons talk with the Pats if you went and got the weapon. And then, Listen, you know, you can get, get a quarterback in the second round. Get a quarterback in the second or third round. Maybe trade for a quarterback this, this season. You never know what might happen, who's unhappy. Who knows? Maybe Fields is available. Maybe we can go mm-hmm. get Fields and pair him with Marvin Harrison. I don't know. But. Listen, if, if we can, that's what Timmy and I were actually talking about two pods prior to the pod is if the Patriots traded for Justin Fields and they drafted Marvin Harrison Jr., I would be stoked. Like, I want, like, obviously, I've said for a while that I've wanted Caleb Williams, but I've always, and I've said him and T. Higgins because I didn't, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. wouldn't be likely if we got one because we don't have those two picks. I watched Marvin Harrison Jr. live. I would love it. I, I absolutely would love it. He is a game changer i've been asking for a number one receiver for five years and we would get that in marvin harrison wouldn't not a complaint from me promise you that promise you we would not get a complaint here from marvin harrison jr we got him i read a scouting report on marvin harrison jr i did him and caleb williams and drake may and drake may seems like your typical athletic quarterback who has everything but like still has some downsides like there's still questions about him so like a great prospect, but people really don't know how he is as a football player. 
by the sounds of it. You need to get him in there. I feel like he's someone you need in the right situation. Right. Like as to where like, like when you got like Peyton Manning, whatever situation it was going to be, he was going to make it the right situation. Like you just let him develop himself and he'll make it into the right situation. Drake may, I feel it could be really, really good. If when put into like gets the same kind of weapons, like Joe Burrow came in, already with T Higgins then his second year really fully healthy Jamar Chase plus T Higgins Joe Mixon not that he wasn't already going to be really good but you put him in such a great position where it was like oh yeah first year healthy I can get to the Super Bowl like we're that good already like if you did that with Drake May not that he's getting to the Super Bowl the first year I think he could get a lot of like yeah he could do very well but go on with what you were saying with your draft reports yeah people were just saying like you know, there's just more questions overall about Drake May mm-hmm. is what I took about it, like took away from it. I, like we've just seen quarterbacks like that in the past who seem like not necessarily can't miss, but they have a lot of the physical tools, but you don't really know how they're going to be in the locker room per se, or, you know, what kind of leader they are. Caleb Williams, his only weaknesses they really said were his, his size. He isn't a prototypical quarterback size being at six uh, one. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, maybe who knows what his leadership's like. You'd never really know with a quarterback until they're there, but you know, Everything else, just game, just arm talent. Everything there, everything is there that you want, right? Harrison Jr., the only weakness they had for him was that his routes aren't as sharp as you'd think they'd be, given that he's Marvin Harrison Jr., son of Marvin Harrison Sr., obviously, and just given his physical tools. Like, he's an elite athlete. It doesn't make sense that his routes aren't that sharp. That was literally the only weakness they had for him. Everything else was like, nah, like, so he seems like the absolute best player in the draft. I hope we get him. I, I'm super interested. Obviously, I'm a Pats fan, like, to see what they do. But I really don't know what they're going to do. You know what I mean? You could tell me either way they're going to take a quarterback or they're going to take Harrison Jr. Uh, who knows? Maybe Belichick does his all, especially if we keep him, he does his all-time, like, who knows? Maybe he gets, like, eight first-round picks somehow out of it. Like, you just never know with Bill Belichick. But I, th- I honestly think they would take Harrison Jr. I really do. So here's That's- what I could here's what I could see. This would and this would require needing the number one pick. If he got the number one pick, I absolutely could see Bill trading back to like three. And he would get a haul for it. He would get a like he would get a haul for that pick. Maybe Especially if, if he the, doesn't plan on taking a QB. That would be the thing to do. That would if you're not planning on taking Caleb, which then I don't, I like half would be like, just take him when you have the opportunity. But then if you were to get, say, like the Cardinals fell back to pick, like, f- fell back to pick three, you had the Bears at two, and they were like, if we get him, we're taking Caleb Williams. They traded Justin Fields, and so you trade up or whatever, whatever. And you can get, if you got Kyler, <laughs> if you can get Kyler for like a deal. And then you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or something cool. Like if they could get a quarterback who's already semi even established, even if it was like Matt Stafford, I'm good with it. Because the defense, Joe Flacco, the the deep. Honestly, if he looks the way he does, maybe because the defense is ready now. That's what I mean. That's why I don't want. I've been saying that though. The defense has been ready now. Like it's always been ready. It's the offense that's the problem. That's always been my point. Is why you can't really waste the years and the time because. Had they just gotten Mac, that's why I do. That's where I won't blame Mac here. Like his decision making's been bad, but man, if they could have just got a simple offense for him, where he was just, I don't know. There's a world where they could have been playing at second and four 
all the time. Their line's not that bad. Their line's not garbage. They could have easily had a condensed version of what their old teams used to be as far as game management and, you know, just, again, not playing at second and eight, third and eight all the time, being at second and four and then third and two and, you know, everything being manageable. But that's kind of why I want a more veteran quarterback next year. But who knows? Everything's going to be in question with the head coach, the GM positions and all that. But And we'll know more in three weeks when we get what pick we have. If we have sure. the one, the entire playbook of life is open up to us. If we have the two, <laughs> most of it's open up to us. If we have the three, we're probably looking at Marvin Harrison Jr. or him or Bill Belichick doing a cute thing and trading back to like seven, getting a lot of picks and then drafting Brock Bowers at from Georgia. He's a, he's why a wouldn't, why wouldn't Harrison jr. Go ahead of Drake may though. Like it doesn't even seem like a quarterback because Drake, well, Drake may has gotten, he, there's a chance possibly depending on Well, there's a chance actually, because it depends on who has the two. So if the Cardinals have the two, then I think Marvin Harrison could go too because they already are like, okay, we're just going to roll with Kyler Murray. Let's go get Kyler Murray a can't-miss wide receiver. But per se, if like somebody else managed to sneak, like the Cardinals got a win down the stretch and then someone else lost, I'm just going to use the Giants because they're the first team that came to my head. Maybe they do, but maybe they also go quarterback because they're in that position. I don't know. It just depends on what team has the Both one times. in the two. Like the pan, like the Bears have the one or the two. The Panthers are not going to win their way out of the top two picks. So the Bears have a top two pick, definitively. From there, it just depends on who has the other one, on what happens. Either Drake May could be taken, or it could be um, Marvin Harrison Jr. So it just all depends there. I just hope the Patriots have one of the top two picks like they do right now, and then we'll be good. Any updates on the Monday night game before we go? Uh, the Seahawks just punted. Drew Locke is starting at QB, so. Gino didn't start? Gino did not start. Drew it Locke looked did. like he was trending towards starting. Yeah, it did look like he was trending towards starting. I was, he was warming up and they said he was upgraded to like probable. And he did yeah. not start. Nope, he did not trot himself Jesus. out. <laughs> so. Well, I was confident in my pick still because I thought it was going to be Gino versus a sick Jalen Hurts. But if it's Drew Locke versus a sick Jalen Hurts, then it's almost a 50-50 to me. If if Jalen Hurts is as sick as they say. Yeah, uh, he has a I mean, he has two carries, 16 yards, five for seven for 39, and a touch. I mean, touch he has a rushing touchdown already, so he hasn't looked too sick. He's hmm. looked at Michael Jordan flu game, so hmm. <laughs> very, <But yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> very so, interesting. Yep. Absolutely. Uh I there's anything else you want to brush upon before we're out of here i'm good to go i am ready to watch this monday night game uh yep. next time we record we'll be in person so cannot wait to do our picks in person that'll be cool uh you can catch us on live take at castro at keenan warner catch yep. us debating nfl nba maybe some mlb sometime i doubt it though but uh catch us on instagram tiktok youtube at the warner brothers podcast keenan i will see you very soon very Can, soon. Cannot wait to record. Cannot wait to have this NBA NFL filled holiday weekend. It's going to be it's a good be time fun. for sure. We're going to have to get, we can get probably multiple pods up. I'm, I'm off like five days while you're here. Sure. So we've got, we've got time. We can get like multiple in, even if you save them for the archives and then put them out later. But yeah. Sure. Uh, we'll cut out our podcast planning 
Yeah, and, sorry, uh, I was just I was just <laughs> thinking about it, but yeah. So I because I'm off Sunday, I took Tuesday off. I have Mondays uh, Christmas. I have Wednesdays off already, so I'm literally off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Go back Thursday, and then I'm off Friday because that was when I was planning on bringing you back. I don't know if you're actually going back then now or not, but if you do, then yes. If not, then I'm off right. Like we, I've got time. Yeah, I'm trying to change that flight. Haven't started that process yet, but I'm gonna see my options just because it's oh. a garbage flight back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we could definitely record. I can't wait. Maybe get our year end music podcast in. I still yeah. got some homework to do on that, but I got I got the outline of that. Yeah. I've got done. mine. I've got my pretty much my outline too. And since you're in person, we could even play music if we wanted to. Like that's that's an option. That's up to it. That's cool. So for sure. So that'll for sure. Nice. But we'll cut, cut this planning part out. Yeah, cut out, and then you can go back into ending. This was the Warner Brothers podcast. This was Kyle and Keenan. Keenan, see you later. Good talking to you. Hopefully we get a good Monday Monday night football game. Peace out, everybody.